So you took over officially as president and CEO of Albany Med right amid the pandemic, April 1st of 2020, but you've had a, a long association with Albany Med prior to that. Yes, I have. Uh, and first of all, let me just begin by thanking both of you and iHeartRadio for the opportunity to talk, talk to you. Uh, I did take over on April 1st, and uh, but I've been at the medical center since 1997. Uh, I actually went to medical college here and graduated in 1992. After a five-year break in the military, I came back. I trained in emergency medicine, and I've been working here as a faculty member since 2000. And your wife is an ER nurse, too, so you know this is all in the family here. <laughs> She sure is. So I like to talk about, you know, one of the best things I ever did here was meet my wife. She was working here at the time, uh, works here as an uh, emergency department nurse. In fact, she's going to be working the phones at 8 o'clock. So she's going to be part of the family working here today. So you took over as president and CEO right as the pandemic was hitting. And Kelly and I have talked about this a lot. A lot of the area hospitals, you know, uh, th th these have been very challenging times. Have they not for you? They've been, they've been challenging, but in many ways they've been very inspirational to see not only how our workforce came together, but how the entire region came together to care for people who had COVID in the region. And as has been reported, of course, we also were able to care for people from outside the region who needed our help, and we, we pulled them out of New York City and took care of them. And so it's been really my honor to be uh, leading this workforce since April 1st and uh, just watching everything that they did to take care of the patients has been really completely inspirational to me. Has there been an additional layer of complications with this, trying to protect the kids from everything that they need to be protected from? I mean, even on a good day, a lot of them have compromised immune systems that, you know, if you run the risk of exposing them to anything, it could be potentially fatal. Absolutely, Kelly. It's a great question. I mean, one thing that we're very proud of is that we have created a safe environment here for care. Uh, we know that in the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of uncertainty. People didn't want to come into the hospital. Uh, we, in fact, saw uh, volumes drop off, uh, but we have all the best specialists out there. We have 140 physicians who care just for children. We have uh, the pediatric nurses. We have our infectious disease doctors. And so they put into place protocols right away to be sure that if you came in, we could care for you safely. And the good news is, is those protocols are still in place, and they're in place before we hit the flu season, which we know historically also we see a spike in cases with uh, children who have fevers and respiratory illness. So I think we're in a great place right now. Yeah, also, I know that um, a lot of hospitals were hit very hard financially because things like elective surgeries were put on hold and, and there was just, everyone was preparing for the worst. And so you're already behind in terms of revenue. And that's why it's so important for you know, everyone in the community to rally around places like the Children's Hospital to allow that level of care to continue. Uh, that's very true. I mean, the generosity of this capital region over the last 20 years has been unbelievable, right? I think the number is since 1998, $5 million raised. And, you know, that money stays here. That money goes into programs and services here, uh, whether it be our neonatal intensive care unit, our pediatric intensive care unit, our trauma program for children, or obviously our Melody Center, which treats uh, children with cancer. And, you know, one thing I think about is that there are 70 families next year in the capital region where they're going to have a child diagnosed with cancer. They don't know it right now, but it's going to happen in 2021. And if it wasn't for the support of the program here, those families would have to leave the region. They'd have to go to Boston. They'd have to go to New York, but they don't have to. They could stay here and they can get the world-class care that we can provide on this campus. And I think the, the ability to stay close to home is actually incredibly important to the, uh, the healing process. You have four kids yourself, right? Four children. You must have a special, deeper understanding of what goes on at your facility due to that. 
Absolutely. So all four children were born here. In fact, my my oldest son was treated here in the children's hospital when he was very young. He had a bad case of pneumonia. He was very ill. And so I saw firsthand what the care was like. And uh, I work in the emergency department and I see children come in there and I know about the care that they give. And, you know, we have friends and family who have children who come into the hospital as a father, as a my, my wife, as a mother, you know, we obviously completely understand the importance of this place, seen it firsthand. And again, I'm just going to say again, so incredibly grateful to everybody's support of this incredible program. Well, keep up the great work. We really respect you guys. And thanks so much for having us these next couple of days. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I just want to say thank you to the 100 members of our workforce who are going to be down here manning phones and uh, to everybody who calls in. Every little bit counts. We appreciate it very much.